this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad and honored, as always, for you guys to be with me today and for me to be with you guys as well. I'm so thrilled and honored to be able to be in your presence, even though we're going out to the airwaves (laughs) over this podcast. Hey, I still sense your energy. I still sense your presence because you know what? The body of Christ is one, right? And so through that, I'm excited that you're a part of us today. So I'm excited also about today because I want to be able to bring something to you guys that it's sort of been stirring in my spirit for a number of years now. And I've done some teachings on the subject uh, with courses and my books, but it was brought to my attention even earlier about um, a friend, good friend of mine on Facebook who actually posted something and, and was talking about how life is hard, life is hard, life is hard. And in all this said, I began to respond back to him and share with him exactly what I see about that word hard and, and how I would redefine it. So today I want to talk to you guys about choose your words wisely. Choose your words wisely. A lot of times people tend to come to me and say, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, think upon things that are, you know, pure and honest and of praiseworthy and good report. You know, think upon these things. And I'm like, exactly. I mean, that's what the mind of Christ is all about is, is being able to think positive and to think about good reports and praiseworthy things, right? But when it deals with our own self, sometimes we tend to bury our head in the sand uh, in the sense of thinking that if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, um, and thinking that if I don't acknowledge something, if I don't see something for what it is and call it out to say, man, this is hard to do, this is really tough to do, this is going to be really hard for me to get over, then guess what happens? If you if you choose that word hard, what happens is you begin to adapt to the definition of the word hard. Think about being, think about in the sense of, of saying to yourself, life is just hard for me. Think about the negative connotation that comes with that. Think about the definition of what it means. That means, you know, the, if you think about the word hard about your life, you think about tough. Um, and, and, and tough is not a word I want to use with my life. Hard is not a word I want to use in my life. What I encourage my friend to do, and I encourage you today, is to be able to choose your words wisely. Instead of saying life is hard, this marriage is hard, my job is hard. Well, instead of saying those type of words, what if we change the definitions by changing the words? Because the definitions of the word hard, you can't change, but yet you can redefine things by choosing other words and going with their own definition. For example, um, concerning my own life, what I would normally do is I would say, you know what, my life is challenging. Man, the situation is very challenging. My marriage is very creative. This job is very creative. I can express my creativity in my life. And that way, when I'm able to think about that, I think about the challenge. It pulls up my potential to be able to say, hey, you know what? Um, This job might be challenging me. It might be creating something within me. So it opens up the door for me to realize that instead of saying this marriage is hard, my job is hard, instead of saying those type of words, I can be able to turn around and say, you know what, my marriage is very creative. My job is very creative. 
the situation very creative. So I would say interchange words like challenged, creative. Interchange certain words and the reason why because what you're doing is you're speaking to your subconscious to be able to expand on the word you're using by knowing its definition. So if I were to word, use the word creative then what happens is that opens the door for me to be able to change the situation by what I can bring to the table, right? Think about that. If I was to say, man, my marriage is very creative. What I'm doing is this, is I'm saying that in my marriage, I have different colors, different um, branches to branch out in, different ways to express love, different open avenues to express grace. And so guess what I just did? I just redefined my marriage or redefined my job by not even just bringing in a positive word, which I did, but bringing in a power of branches that can branch out in different ways because what I want to do is get inside of my subconscious brain the word creative because creative means I have a little bit of flexibility built in there. I have a little bit of leeway tucked, you know, tucked in, tucked in this situation, which is great. Therefore, I don't look at this and say it's hard. If you think of saying life is hard, then what happens is you're, you're not really even giving the situation presently um, the, 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 the chance to say your situation's hard. You're saying your life is hard. Well, guess what? Has your life been hard when you were three years old? Was your life hard a week ago? Was your life really hard and tough when you fell in love or you first saw your baby come out, you know, for the first time in the hospital out of your you know, wife's womb, whatever the case may be? Did you think life was hard then? Or did you forget those moments because you already challenged yourself by basically judging yourself and bringing in this word hard? So what you do is you convince yourself that your entire existence has been hard. Your entire existence has been tough. And guess what? If you think about law of attraction, you're going to attract more hard things to your life. Think that life is hard and yes, what your future is going to be harder. Because, you, you, trust me, when you say things such as hard, and you say, my life is hard, this job is hard, what it does, it is opens up the door, it invites more into that situation. Think about the story in the, in the Bible where it's mentioned that once, let's say, for example, no matter what you believe on the subject, whether you believe it's literal, metaphorical, you know, powerhouse, you know, situation, principle of pulling from this, whatever, and however you choose to, to hear it, well, let it be that to you. But yet, when you think about the fact of casting out devils and how if the person's sort of not challenging themselves or creating enough um, content for themselves to be able to recreate their life, but they stay sort of pigeonholed within that place, let's say, for example, that they once had in their bondage, well, guess what? The Bible says that that demon will invite other ones to come back in. And so if you think about it, it's almost like saying, hey, come on, people, my friends, come on, join me. Because this person is not renewing their mind. This person is not being creative. This person is not going forward. And so what happens is there, there, there's an invitation there to make your life hard into the place of making it harder. So anything you say when it deals with hard, that means your future is going to be harder. When you say my life is tough, that means your future is going to be tougher because you're putting it out there in the airwaves. You're putting it out there to say my life. Well, guess what? Your words and your mind and in, in in, in, in God's creation as far as vibrationally doesn't adhere towards the situation of, oh, he, should, he just means that up until this point. 
No, what it says is, okay, life is hard. Your life, even further past this, is going to be hard. And the older you get, it's just going to be harder for you, right? Or tougher for you. So you have to think about the fact that even law of attraction, in the sense of as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I think my life is hard, my life is going to be harder because I'm getting older and I don't have maybe the strength, the mobility, the whatever you want to call it. Not being negative, just the reality check of, you know, 80-year-old people don't run as fast as 20-year-old people, right? And so 60-year-old people, 50-year-old people don't run as fast as teenagers. And so when you see that, you realize that your life will get harder because you've already said your life is hard. Your life is going to get tougher because you already said your life is tough. The situation is going to be worse because you're saying this situation is so hard for me to overcome. Well, because you've already spoken hard and hard doesn't have any fluidity to it the word hard has no fluidity it has no flexibility built into it whatsoever because what it, what you mean is my life when you say my life is hard it's putting a period there to basically say hard it's it this is how it is this is the foundation hard is a foundational word grounded word if you think about the word challenging you think about the word creative Oh man, that's not groundwork. Man, that's fun. That's, that means it can go any which way it wants to. You can add whatever you want. Creativity means you can create with any color, any size, any this, any that. And so you're using words of flexibility and fluidity. That's what you want. Because it's not letting you think that this is the end of it. When you think of the word hard, life is hard, you think of which, what's going to happen is you're going to implant in your mind the period after the word hard. Life is hard, period. That's going to get in your subconscious more than saying, my life is so creative. My life is challenging. Now, it's, now once again, we're not saying bury your head in the sand. And when you know, you're going through a funeral because your parents just got killed in a car wreck, not being morbid, just sort of throwing it out there for a minute. Okay, and, and they got killed in a car wreck and you're going to a funeral. Not to bury your head in the sand and say, oh, I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm not going to think about death. Hallelujah. No, that's just that's, that's ignorance, right? Because of the fact that you need to be able to face what's happening there and work yourself through the emotional trauma that you, you just went through. But when you deal with the fact of looking at life and not burying your head in the sand and saying, hey, you know what, this situation is very tough for me. My parents passed away, or they were in a car wreck, or this happened to me. And, and you say, but you know what, this is a season uh, for me that I can work through the situation in a very creative way. That means you're opening the flexibility for you to know that that opens a door to say happiness is a choice. You're going to get better. Creativity is going to begin to spark in you because it holds a place of joy and hope. Creativity holds a place of hope. Life is hard and this situation is hard doesn't hold a groundwork of hope at all. And so you have to begin to look at that and realize that you want to be able to use and intermingle certain words that are very fluid in nature, which means it gives you that flexibility to change the situation or to not put a mandate of hardness on it or hardship, but an open door there that says creative and challenging. I don't mind being challenged. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. I don't mind, I don't mind being challenged. Being challenged is a good thing. It sharpens us. It makes us stronger. But hardness does not make you stronger. It just makes you harder, right? And so I would say today, whatever you're used to using in your words and your vocabulary, and once again, there's a difference between wishful thinking of just think positive, think positive, think positive, versus just knowing what reality is saying and how you can define it that will lead you into a place 
of whatever word you're going to substitute it with, it'll lead you into that under uh, down that road, and that's what you want. If I was to say, man, my life is very creative today. My life is very creative. Period. That even the person listening to me, it doesn't open the door for them to say, oh God, love you. I'm so sorry. But if I was to say, life has been so hard for me, that opens the door for, oh, I'm so sorry. God, love you. What have you been through? Or I know what you've been through. All of a sudden, those thoughts begin to come of what you've been through. Or either the conversation comes up with all the all the junk that's been thrown at you and all the things you had to go through. So what happens? You just magnify the situation so far, so much worse. But if I was to say, man, my life has been really creative, been challenging and creative. What that does is it opens up the door for you to change your history, to change your conversation of what you want to say to that person when you say that to them. Oh, wow. So it's been creative and challenging. That sounds, that sounds different. They might not say that sounds amazing or that sounds horrible. They're going to usually come out with a middle ground, a middle road to say, well, that sounds interesting. What, what's been going on? And then you can be able to bring the definition you want them to hear. You want them to know about your life. Because when you say life is hard, it's going to open the door for sympathy, which which we love sympathy and compassion. That's just part of life. We always should show sympathy and compassion. However, it opens up the door for somebody to begin to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Tell me how bad it's been. Tell me what's been going on that's so devastating to you. Because hard, it opens up the door for devastating trauma. God love you, poor you, you know, oh my God, what's happened to you? You don't want to answer those kind of questions. If I, for example, let's say, let's go down the road again that's very hard, okay? That we'll say this is very tough, okay? And that is, okay, so if someone's parents, mine hasn't, thank God, but let's say if someone's parents were killed in a car wreck, okay? Well, instead of saying, oh my God, this is horrible, this is devastating, what's going on? My life is horrible, life has been horrible. Instead of doing that, what I need to say is in a sympathetic way and really hurting way is I can say, you know what, I'm really hurting right now because of what went on, but I know this will challenge me to be able to pull out of me what needs to be pulled out of me. You know what, I'm going to let this be creative, this situation that sort of is hurting me, and and it is sort of devastating a little bit, but I can choose to say things such as, it is hurting and it is a little devastating, however, I'm going to let this be creative for me to be able to know what I can pull out of the situation. Because let's just face it, folks, you can create out of devastation. You can create out of anything. The Bible says in Jeremiah, you know, we're talking about the potter and the potter's wheel, and the, you know, and, and the potter's house. And you think to yourself how God puts us as clay on the potter's wheel and makes us and molds us and shapes us what he wants us to be. Well, the scripture actually says the beginning of that chapter, it actually talks about, it says the clay was marred in the hands of the potter. That means God sometimes messes us up, which is a good thing. So He reshapes us by messing us up. In order, if you're gonna, if you have, for example, if you have uh, clay and let's say it's still wet and it's and it's on the potter's wheel and you're trying to make a vase out of it and, you're, and you you get almost done and you're like, ah, it's not really what I wanted. What do you do? You you don't reshape it right then. You mess it up first, get it back into this, we'll say, ball position, and you start all over again. And so that's sometimes what God does. Sometimes he sort of mars the clay in order to start all over again. And so when you look at your life, guess what happens? Sometimes God will show you where you're in that cocoon state where things are sort of messing up and he's messing it up again for you. He's the one marring it, messing it up. Why? So you can start all over again with his help. 
And that's the beautiful thing about the, about the kingdom of God. When you think of the word decrease and he can increase in you, if you want God to increase in you, that means you have to decrease to certain things that have been devastating to you, things that you know aren't good for you. You decrease in your in a sin nature consciousness of things that you feel like are addictions to you, things that are harming you. You you you, you learn to decrease in those in those things, which means you're being cocooned, but it also means God is sort of helping you to mar yourself or sort of to break yourself down. If you think about it, you know, if you think about a a butterfly and, and then you think about a, a caterpillar, a caterpillar, everything in the caterpillar's body actually begins to break down. Part of the process is it begins to break down in the cocooning stage. And as it breaks down, it pulls from the DNA of what shall become of it, which is the butterfly. Because the caterpillar still has the DNA in it of the butterfly. Because it's still one. And sometimes you think you're not connected to your future. Sometimes you feel like, man, I'll never be anything in my life. You still have the DNA of a champion in you. You still have the DNA of a leader in you. You still have the DNA in you of creativity. And even though you don't feel like you do, because the butterfly has no clue, or the caterpillar has no clue what the butterfly is going to look like, it's never done that before. And so because of that, you might not think you know what to do in your future, but God, but it's no big deal to God. God just wants to sort of mess you up because he knows within the DNA of, of that pottery, of that the pot, pottery, then guess what happens? Is the DNA of a champion, a leader, a person who is creative that can rebuild and restructure. So sometimes God messes us up to be able to rebuild with us. And that's the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God. So when you look at this and you realize that I don't want to tell people my life is horrible, my life is hard, it's been crappy all my life. The situation is so devastatingly horrible right now because all that's going to do is open up and, and, and is inviting people with this open door policy to begin to come in and let me just continue to fill their minds full of what, in other words, I can use for horrible and, and disgusting and terrible and everything else, right? No, I want people to begin to hear me use the words challenging and creative. Why? So I can begin to show them that, you know what, even through time, times. And trust me, folks, this actually ministers to people. Because through tough times, you can say, I just don't want to nail myself down. I don't want to nail myself in the grave by using the word hard or tough or devastating or horrible. I would rather use my words in a in, in some word I can define as fluidity or something that's flexible, something that actually gives me the leeway to be able to move around steel on the situation to, to get a feel of where I can navigate the situation to go into. That's the beautiful thing about the, about the kingdom of God is knowing that. And plus law of attraction, really, if you think about it, actually hears that. It knows the issues of the heart. And the main thing God wants is he wants the issues of the heart to be aligned with that type of protocol thinking of of line precept on precept like the Bible says, but a more aligned thinking of, you know, think upon these things. Things are praiseworthy. Things are of good report. And once again, we're not talking about burying your head in the sand and ignoring the situation. We're talking about, think about words that are fluid. A good report? Well, that almost like a good report. Well, guess what it can be? A lot of people have been touched and ministered to by people who've passed away. And even through, through traumatic situations, uh, you know, people have been touched and ministered to by, let's say, the pains, the birthing pains of a woman giving forth a, a child. So even within painful people, uh, you know, within a woman giving a child, guess what, folks? It, you, I've heard them scream and yell. So even through pain comes a new birthing. And so you have to be able to decide what you want through pain and through trauma and through heartache or through quote unquote hard times and tough times. 
what do you want to birth forth out of it? Because you're going to birth forth something out of your traumatic and terrible and horrible and tough and rough days. So how do you want to birth it forth? By by changing that. And basically saying things such as, well, you know, I have a little pain from this situation, but you know what? I'm going to be creative through it. I'm going to let this pain challenge me to see where it can take me. I'm going to let this, this, this situation of their death challenge me where I can birth forth some creative creativeness through this and see what change can appear in my life through this. And that way, guess what? You're, you're bringing forth not even just a positive, but you're bringing forth, once again, a fluidity, an open door of knowing that, you know what? This can go any way I want it to go. If I want it to kill me, take me down, that's my choice. If I want it to be able to carry me to a place of a learning curve, that's my choice. If I don't take it, let it take me down to a path where it just makes me depressed and sad all my life, that's my choice, my decision. If I want to be able to allow it to challenge me and say, you know what, it can build in me something that I maybe I can, I can like not just learn from, but I can, I can adhere towards to be able to even navigate like a compass my own life to maybe think about it a little better, live a little better, or maybe know what not to do versus what to do. Those are great ideas and great points. So through pain, guess what can become a beautiful birthing? And really it's up to you on how you want to define it, how you want it to look, and how you want the rest of your life to become. These are beautiful things of realizing choose your words wisely. Because do you want people to hear your life is horrible, terrible, tough, rough, life is bad, my marriage is bad, job is bad. Or do you want them to walk away and say, they've been through a lot, but you know what? And I love this butt part of it. They've been through a lot, but you know what? I heard there, I heard such a, a, a level of hope begin to slowly arise in them of just allowing it to do something to them and possibly through them. And what words helps us go through it or let us minister to us? Words like challenging, words like being creative. It helps us. So think about that today. Change your thoughts and change your life. Change your vocabulary and you'll change the definition that's going into you. And and therefore you will begin to see the situation look a lot better because you're going to adhere towards the conversation you just had with yourself or to other people, which is this situation is, is pretty creative. You know, I'm going to be challenged through the situation. I'm going to be very creative through the situation. And your ears will hear that and you will respond. Your spirit will respond to that level of creativity to say, well, you did use the word creativity. What could I do in this situation? Oh my gosh, I got a great idea. I got a killer idea of what I could do through this, of how it, how it, how it can affect me better, affect me for the good. Whatever your words you want to use, that's what it will happen. Your body does respond. Your soul responds to the words that you come out, that come out of your own mouth. And so what do you want your body to hear? What do you want your soul to hear? What do you want, what do you want your spirit to hear? And what do you want other people to hear about your story? Because your story is your story and really they're going to only know it by how you say it. So how do you want them to know about your story? How do you want them to know about your life, your existence? Because truly, it is up to you. And first and foremost, you got to choose what words you want to use. And then you'll be able to choose the definition that word will bring to you. And you watch and see if you'll find yourself not feeling, not feeling so much like you're in a box, in a jail cell, or this is the final straw. This is it right here. You know, or you can begin to feel like if I use proper, better words, guess what? I can think through these new words and see what fluidity can carry me to, what river I can flow in in this area.
Because somehow along the way, guess what? You, like me, we all need to learn through everything. We all need to be challenged through everything. We all need to learn to be creative through everything. We all need to be able to stop, look, listen, and then think, hey, wait a minute, I got an idea. And words like creativity and creating and challenging will always lead to fresh ideas. Words of hardness and tough will never open a door in your soul, in your psyche, which is basically meaning your soul, not psychic, psyche, but in your soul, actually um, will open the doors for you to think of a better way because those words won't keep in a box. Those words don't keep you in a box. Hard, tough, those words keep you in a box because there's no happy ending. There's no river. There's no branch coming out of those kind of words. So think about that today. Hey, as always, I love and am so always challenged by each one of you when you when you contact our staff through our customer service email, you call us on the phone, you let us know what's going on, you get your prophetic word, you receive our monthly book, or you want to, to get a course from us. And I'm always glad and happy to see and hear each one of you contact our office you know, throughout the day. And it brings me joy. And if you're not part of our ministry, I would say I would love for you to be part of our big family here at IdentityNetwork.net. We do have thousands upon thousands upon thousands all over the globe who are part of this ministry and I'm so glad and honored that these people are part of us and you can join too hey we don't turn away anybody I'm like that what the scripture says we welcome the strangers and the foreigners amen that's the key thing I welcome anyone because you're not a stranger or foreigner to me you're part of our family the moment you receive to accept that invitation today and as always I'd like to close out our podcast with this if you don't like your day and I want to say this for a moment. If you don't like your day, if life is not giving you what you sort of wished for, wanted, prayed for, hey, I got a great idea. Keep your mind in the alignment of praiseworthy, good reports. If you have to reshift your brain to say, oh, the situation, I can't stand it. However you want to phrase that, that's up to you. But change your mind and say, you know, you know what? The rest of my day is going to go pretty good. It's going to go pretty good. I'm going to start right now. And I'm going to start thinking of something I'm grateful for, something that excites me, something that makes me happy. You watch and see. You change your thoughts, you'll change your day that will eventually change your life. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.